Welcome to Unpacking iOS. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and in this week's episode, I'm talking about iOS 13, the next generation of software for iPhone and iPad. So let's start unpacking. Last week at WWDC, Apple unveiled its vision for what the future of iOS looks like on iPhone and iPad. iOS 13 will be available in the fall as a free update if you have an iPhone SE or newer. This is the same generation of phones as the iPhone success. iPad users can update their software if they have an iPad Air 2 or later, but there's actually a bigger story for the iPad. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Until then, here are some of my favorite features in the new iOS 13. Number one is dark mode for iPhone and iPad. Dark mode came to the Mac in 2018, and a year later, Apple have brought it to iOS. It's a feature that many people have been asking about for some time now, so its inclusion in iOS 13 is sure to please the fans. You can enable dark mode from the control center when you press and hold the brightness control, or you can schedule it to turn on automatically at night. Apple has even created some new wallpapers, dynamic wallpapers, to complement that darker appearance on your iPhone or iPad. These wallpapers will change automatically from light to dark when dark mode is enabled. Next up is CarPlay, or more specifically what Apple are calling the CarPlay dashboard in iOS 13. I'm a big fan of CarPlay. In fact, I'm not sure I'd buy a new car today if it didn't have CarPlay. That's how much I I really depend upon it and, and use it when I'm driving. In iOS 13, CarPlay gets its biggest update yet. It includes a new split screen layout, that lets you have things like maps open on the left and some widgets open on the right-hand side. There's a new calendar app for CarPlay so that you can see your upcoming appointments, as well as being able to tap on those appointments to get directions or to join a meeting with a phone call. The music app has also been updated for CarPlay, and it's got a bunch of new album art so that you can find your tunes quicker. Siri suggestions will also appear on your CarPlay screen to support those just-in-time actions like the ability to navigate home or to open the garage door. You're going to see those suggestions pop up on your CarPlay screen. Also new in iOS 13 is is more Memoji options. So if you're a fan of Memoji, you'll be happy to know that there are more customization options available to you in iOS 13. New hairstyles, headwear, makeup, and piercings mean that you can personalize your avatar like never before. You can also take advantage of a new thing called Memoji stickers. Apple creates custom sticker packs for each of your Memoji in something that looks like it's going to be similar to Bitmoji. Memoji stickers appear in the Emoji keyboard, so you can use them in iMessages, WhatsApp, or just about any other app that supports Emoji. Best of all, you don't need the latest iPhone to use them, because you can use Memoji stickers on an iPhone 6S or later, and on the iPad 2017 or later. Also, 
If you're a fan of Animoji, iOS 13 introduces three new characters. There's a mouse, an octopus, and a cow. Animoji characters can also be used as Memoji stickers in iOS 13. Next up, Apple introduced a service called Sign-In with Apple. Now, you've probably seen social sign-in buttons like sign-in with Google or sign-in with Facebook, sign-in with Twitter. These are quick and convenient ways to log into apps and you don't have to remember another password. However, this is not exactly like a public service that these companies are offering here. Google, Facebook, Twitter, they all use the data that they get when you sign into websites to collect more information about you, your habits, your location, and they use this in order to build a better advertising profile of you that they can sell and and make ads based off your data. In iOS 13, Apple is looking to change that. Sign in with Apple is a privacy-focused alternative that anonymizes your sign-in credentials and lets you authenticate with your Apple ID. Apple won't track you, log your location, record anything else that you do inside this app or the service. It is completely anonymous. And if the app that you're signing into requires your name or your email address, Apple will sign you up with a unique email address that is completely different to the one that you have, in order to protect your personal email address. This unique email address that Apple creates is one that will be used to register with the service. Any emails that that company sends to you will go to that email address and Apple will forward them to you. And the service that you signed up with will never know your personal email address. So that's a nice one, an interesting one. Part of Apple's privacy push to become more safe and secure online. Also new in iOS 13 is a new way to type on the keyboard. So they have this new swipe to type option with the quick path keyboard. The quick path keyboard in iOS 13 is something that people have been wanting a lot, especially if they came over from Android, where this has been a feature for probably a decade or so. And it allows you to swipe from one letter to the next without lifting your finger off the keyboard. Apple says that on-device machine learning recognizes the path that you draw and it converts that into the words that you're trying to type. Previously, this feature was only possible with third-party keyboards like Google's Gboard, but it's now a native feature of the iOS keyboard and it should make one-handed typing easier for just about everyone. I know I'm going to give it a try and see if I can convert my thumb typing into swiping. There is a new redesigned map app on iOS 13. Apple's been working hard on a new mapping experience for a number of years now, but they're finally able to pull back the curtains on that one and show us the product of that work. Apple says the new Maps app delivers broader road coverage, better pedestrian data, more precise addresses, and more detailed landscapes. It includes a new option called Look Around, which is basically an alternative to Google Street View that has this 3D street-level imagery that was captured with high-resolution cameras. Now, I've looked at some videos of this Look Around feature and compared it to Google Street View, and I think it's a lot smoother, it's a lot richer, and it's a much more detailed experience. So Apple and Google might just be going back and forward here to try and outdo each other, but 
I think that's great for us as a consumer because we get to have the best possible experience here. There's also collections getting added to the Maps app, and this allows you to curate and share favorite locations like restaurants, shopping malls, and must-see landmarks. The new map data will be available across the US by the end of 2019, and it's going to start rolling out to other countries by 2020. The Photos app also got a, a big update here. iOS 13 brings new organizational features to the Photos app. It groups your photos into years, months, or days to give you curated memories that are quick and easy to browse through. The Photos app even uses machine learning so that when you're looking at the years, month, or the days tab, it only shows you the best photos you took. So if you took six photos of your dog, it will just take the best one that it recognizes here. It throws away things like screenshots and photos of receipts or documents you scanned, and it just collects together the best photos that you want to see. Now, all the photos are there under another tab called All Photos, but if you just want a quick memory of a particular place or time in your life, then the Photos app is going to be great for that because it does a really nice job of curating these all together in a nice carousel of images and showcases the best ones for you to look at. In addition to this, they also have new photo editing tools. Apple has included new adjustments for photos. You can now adjust vibrance, white balance. You can sharpen images, add a vignette, and also reduce noise. Surprisingly, videos can also be edited with the same tools. So you can now crop video, adjust the colors, change exposure, and even rotate those sideways movies. So lots of great things coming to the Photos app in iOS 13. One of the most impressive features that I saw in the iOS 13 preview is not one that most people will use every day, but for those that need it, I think voice control is going to be a game changer. It's designed for people with mobility problems. It allows them to control their iOS or their Mac devices with just their voice. Once enabled, they don't have to touch the screen at all. Voice control will certainly have a learning curve attached to that, but it's intuitive, it's well thought out, and it really underlines Apple's continuing commitment to improving accessibility on all of their devices. I'll include a video of voice control in the show notes so that you can see how powerful that really is. Last but not least, we have something called iPad OS. Now, I kind of hinted at this at the beginning of the show, but iOS 13 saw the introduction of iPad OS, which is a brand new version of iOS that is dedicated to serving the needs of iPad users. You see, for a number of years now, Apple has rolled out iOS to iPhones and iPads, but as time has gone by, we have seen a few specific features, things like multitasking, added to the iPad and not to the iPhone. And as the iPad continues to evolve and get better, Apple has decided that it needs to think about iPad as a separate operating system. So they came out with this new plan to have an iPad OS. It includes a redesigned home screen that allows you to have up to 30 apps on the screen. That's 10 more than before. And the ability to pin widgets to the left-hand side of the screen. 
iPad OS also has a desktop class Safari web browser that banishes mobile sites and allows you to have the full version of services like Google Docs or WordPress. You don't even need apps for those anymore because they work inside the browser. Safari also has a download manager that will let you download files to the iPad so that you can use them in other apps. There's also improvements to multitasking. There's an updated files app that allows you to plug in external hard drives to the iPad or USB drives. And you even have the ability to use your iPad as a second screen on your Mac. New features like these suggest that Apple is finally taking the iPad seriously and is hopefully committed to updating iPadOS with features that enhance the functionality of the iPad. I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper to iPadOS on the next episode, but these are exciting times for iPad users because I think there's a lot of great stuff coming out from Apple right now. And that's about it for this episode. As always, links to everything I talked about, as well as a blog post with all of this information, can be found in the show notes or at unpackingios.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to iOS 13 as much as I am. There is a public preview that is coming out in July if you're interested in testing it before the official launch in September. So keep an eye out for that one. But until next time, thanks for listening and I will see you on the next episode.